This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? (laughs) This is the Really Riley Podcast. Hey, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. Today is a very big day for Ma. Um, by the time you hear this, I will have already, or be on the way, pre-recording, side note, to taking my firstborn son to his first day of kindergarten. And I know I made that as incredibly dramatic as possible, but I think this mama is literally taking it all in. We're trying to. I'm documenting it while I'm at it. So if you're new to this here podcast, welcome. And if you're not, thank you for coming back. This is my little corner of the world where I like to talk about all things real, all things raw, all things Riley. I am now a mother of two. My son, Merrick, is about to be six. My youngest, Malin, is six months. I am about to be married in 38 days. Holy shit. Um... So life this year has seemingly come very full circle. You know, we had a baby, we built a house, we, you know, are doing all the things. And if I sound a little drained or something, it might be because I am. Or that's just how mom life usually goes. (laughs) Mom life, working professional, future wifey, all the things. And I don't say that, like, in a bad sense. But I do want to be very real in this moment right now because, God willing, Lyric will hear this someday and understand what it was, is, will be to be his mama. And God willing, he'll appreciate it. I recently got back from a morning show boot camp in Chicago, which is something that a bunch of radio people get together. I call it Radio Prom. And everybody speaks on panels, everyone shoots around ideas, everybody networks, and it's a pretty big deal in the radio world to be asked to speak on a panel, let alone the women's panel, because it seems to be one that I know when I wasn't on the panel, that was one I always most looked forward to, and it seems to be one of the star players of the, you know, seven or eight panels that happened throughout the weekend. And on said panel, I started crying. Which, as women know, it's like the cardinal no-no. Like, in professional settings, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Or at least it used to be like that. And now, I don't give a shit. <laughs> because I was up there on that panel, and they were talking about, like, work, work-life balance, having it all. And I was a mother that my firstborn baby had his, his orientation, his first one, for kindergarten. And I wasn't there. Because I was at said boot camp. And I toiled back and forth about it. Should I go? Should I not? And truth be told, I didn't even know about this orientation until after this whole trip was planned, after I had agreed to be on the panel. So there wasn't really a lot of backing out. You know, like this year is hooey because of COVID and a lot of like 
the last details of things. Literally, I found out about him, like, the week of. Like, I, like, we were supposed to get letters in the mail, and we didn't get ours. A bunch of parents didn't get theirs, so I had to call, and it was literally, like, a last-minute thing that I found out about this orientation. Because I wasn't even truly sure they were going to do anything like that with COVID, COVID and the resurgence and a lot of that about Needless to say, I got on this panel, and I spoke from the depths of my truth, in a sense. Because I used to be the woman that was just, oh, I'm just the stern career woman. <laughs> I can't even say that was straight face. Or I would try to be, and this time I was like, you know what? The most real and raw form of inspiration is just sitting in that truth. And for me, that truth was wanting to just be in two places at once. I thrive in my career. I also thrive as being a mom. And sometimes you cannot have both. That was like the topic at hand of having it all. And I've, I've told you guys in a podcast before, in this podcast a, a couple of months ago, like I don't believe in having it all, or at least not the conventional way people force that upon you. But one thing that I do always want to be above all else cliche as it may sound, is a great mom. I don't mean a conventional mom. I don't mean conforming to other people's idea of that. I mean what my idea of a good mom is. You know, I started this mom journey as a single mom. For the first three years, it was just me and him. So, this feels to me like the last of the firsts that I solely put the work into. Now, granted, don't get it twisted. Marshall, my fiancé, soon-to-be husband, has been around since the first three so in the last three years, he has also put the work in. But out of the baby milestones, this feels like the last frontier in that way. He's no longer a baby. Now he's this little sassy-ass boy. I have no idea where he gets this ass from. With sarcasm dripping from my mouth. You know, a lot of people tell me back in the day when I announced my pregnancy in Atlanta in a letter that I wrote to Lyric and read it on the air about being fearful that I would be enough for him, or that I wouldn't be able to be a boy mom. Because I'm very much a girly girl, and I was raised around women, and <laughs> now I have two, which I think is ironic. Um, just pouring my heart out to that little baby boy inside of me at the time. And now it feels like, even though he's only five and some change, he's going to be six very soon, he seems just like this little person, like his own thoughts and feelings and emotions and his own wants and needs separate of me, you know, because when they're babies, it's just like, oh, you know, you just, they're their universe, and I, although I still believe I'm still that with Eric, it's like, my little birdie is flying the nest, I act like he's going to college, I'm being very emotional, Avi, but my kids are, are, are my world, like, I have, obviously, two worlds. Both equally as fulfilling my career and my family. And it's so strange right now to see them both colliding and coming full circle. Being on a very big women's panel and thriving there and people telling me that I was a boss up there even though I cried. And now being a mom of two and hopefully raising really good humans and seeing my beautiful, healthy, spicy eldest oldest, what am I, 80? My oldest baby boy. Go to kindergarten. And I mean, truth be told, Lyric's a little nervous. 
He's like a really personable kid. Incredibly, incredibly, incredibly smart. But he's just like me and his smarts. That if he ain't interested at the moment, he ain't gonna try. But when he's into something, he excels at it like a mofo. It's crazy to watch. Because sometimes he'll have these moments of clarity and like, it's just, wow, where'd that come from? And then other times you get frustrated as shit at him because he just doesn't want to do it. Again. <laughs> I have no idea where he gets that from. I'm sure when Marshall hears this, he will laugh because, you know, he says, once he got to know me after it took him three dates or three proposals of dates to get me to go out with him, he understands, like, if I'm just not in the mood to do something, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> not to say I didn't want to go on a date with him. I was just over men at the time a whole nother podcast, but it's crazy to see my little boy, like, embarking on this new set of memories and life. Like, I know that every, like, every parent tells me that, like, every, every, um, age is a favorite, and it, it does have its pluses, but I think so far, like, the ages of mine that have been my favorite were Lyric at, like, eight months, when I got over the postpartum, and I had my body allow me mentally to bond with him, and he had this little personality, and even then, he still makes the same faces that he says, that makes now, and I think, like, I'll forever, in some way, shape, or form, see him as that eight-month-old baby, even now, I look at him, and that's my, my little, my little boop boop, and he's probably gonna kill me someday for saying that, because I always have this little song with him, look, there's a boop boop, a little tiny boop boop. I don't know where it came from. I think all family songs like that, when you come up with these little jingles for your kids when you're trying to get them to smile when they're babies. Like, the other one was, Who's a bugger baby? Who's a bugger boo? Who's a bugger baby? I, I love you. Woo! He is, again, going to hate me for that one. But it's so crazy how the last five and a half years of memories are flushing over me. And I don't feel prepared. Like, I was making his little lunch today and putting in a little note the same way I did his very first day of preschool and picking out his outfit today. He's going with a Cobra Kai shirt, gray shorts, and his Vans. His mama had to style it up, even though he just wanted to go in one of his older shirts. But it was a tradition of mine growing up that my mom did with me and my sister that we always got a week's worth of outfits to go to school in the first five days of school we had a new outfit and it was like I kind of don't know how she did it sometimes because it's not like we had a lot of money but that I think spawned my love of like Ross and Marshalls and shopping cheap because we never had any like lesser look than the kids going to school you know we might not have had like the brand new Nike Dunks but we always looked fire and I want to let that be my contribution to my kids in some ways, amongst other things, God willing. You know, because I am not, I'm not about sports. I can teach them how to have drive, and I can teach them how to, you know, never give up. But in terms of sports, like, God help me to be a soccer mom, and I think that's coming. Um, but these little, these little traditions and new traditions and new memories are just, like, rushing over me. And I feel like because my life is so fast-paced, I'm trying with everything that I am to strangle these last memories that I consider the last baby memories. 
I mean, I always joke that it's like, oh, it's a good thing I got another one right behind him because I do have a nervous breakdown. Yeah, that doesn't matter. I'm, <laughs> I'm still semi-having said nervous breakdown because it's so crazy how you blink and they're just not babies anymore. And I think also, too, I'm not, like, the sappiest of moms in terms of, like, how do I say this? Like, I've never been a mom that, even though I do know my children in my world, that, like, nothing else circles my universe than just them, if that makes sense. Like I told you, like, my career is also equal parts of me as my family, which doesn't sound balanced, but if, I, if I'm really being real here on Really Riley, it's true. And I felt less than, as a mom, being in Chicago last week for orientation. And to be fair, it was really just the orientation for just the kindergartners, and then they had another school-wide one today that I was able to be there for, which made me feel good. But I don't know. For some reason, I was just like, I feel like a shit parent not being there. But it also brought to light how great and wonderful of a man I am marrying, and it makes me proud to have brought him into Eric's life and created another human with him. Because, <laughs> side note, apparently it was a shit show. There was literally a monsoon outside the school with full-on thunder and lightning. And then, I don't know what happened, but the something went out, some sort of surge or something, and the fire department had to come in. And they were about to evacuate all the kindergartners out into the monsoon in the parking lot, and then they decided not to. And then Lyric was nervous, so he pooped his pants during all of this orientation. <laughs> My future husband is a rock star. So it's like, although I felt less than as a mom, I feel greater as a family unit in that he not took one from the, for the team, but really proved to me that we are that team. Because I think sometimes that single mom in me is still there. Like, I still have to be everything, do everything, handle everything. Man, I am just a basket of emotions today. I just keep thinking about the letter that I wrote to Lyric before I gave birth to him. And all of those emotions just rush back within me. And I guess I kind of want to finish this podcast, not with a letter, because life is crazy and I never have time to like sit down and put those thoughts on paper as eloquently as I did before. But I guess I kind of want to finish this podcast by talking to Lyric, if you guys will allow me. Because I'm going to do it anyway. And God willing, he'll listen to this someday and take something from it. It's not written down. I'm not as fancy as I used to be in that sense. But Lyric, I love you. More than you could ever possibly know, and I know all moms say that, but it's true. And we've seen our fair share of challenges, you and me, and now as a family, and I'm sure there's going to be more. I'm sure there's going to be times where you're going to tell me you hate me. I'm sure there's going to be times where you feel like I am just crashing your world down because I won't let you have your cell phone or go out to see some little girl that you think is going to be the love of your life and last forever. But no matter what we go through, no matter what anyone says or does, 
I love you with every single fiber of my being to the moon and back again. Always. And tomorrow, in your first day of kindergarten, and in all things now, I want you to be brave. I want you to be smart. I want you to be tough. But still keeping your cute little sensitive self intact. Never lose that. Always be that sweet boy. Lord knows you're going to be a heartbreaker. Ay, ay, ay. Lord help me. It's okay to make mistakes, my sweet boy. But you got to learn from them. Always. And me and Marshy and your baby brother and Pinkers, our pups, are always, always, always here for you. For whatever you need. I'm not ready to let you grow up right now. I'm really not ready. But my job isn't to keep you my little baby. My job is to make you a rock star and push you out into this world with the best knowledge, the best emotional armor, and all of the love that your little heart and head can possibly handle. Thank you for being you, Kevin. Thank you for swooping in and saving my life. Because I am nothing without you. Our family is nothing without you. And before I get super emotional and start crying all over this microphone and making everybody went where I am going to just give a shout out to all the mamas, papas, parents doing the damn thing. It's sometimes a thankless job, but it's so fucking worth it. Much love to you guys. Thank you so much for letting me kind of get a little melancholy, a little serious here on this podcast tonight. I appreciate you listening. Say a couple prayers for me that I can get through. Well, it'll be already done by the time you hear this, but say some prayers and I'm not crying on the Cheerios all day. <laughs> and that lyric has a great day at school. And all you other future kindergartners or current kindergartners, yeah, lost my mind there because I'm starting to get emotional. But thank you guys. Thank you for listening. It's really Riley.